What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnar20enespañol.com. Welcome back to Wrestling with Freddy. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to all of our episodes so far. I have a guest today that I spoke about very early on in the podcast because it was one of the most impressive things I've seen in show business. So let's start the show. Welcome to Wrestling with Freddie. Now stepping up to the mic, the host of Wrestling with Freddie, Freddie Prince Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome The Miz. Well, thank you very much. I kind of want to know, like, I feel like I feel like I know what the, the, the moment is, but I, I kind of want to know uh, from since we're actually here talking, like, let's have a chit chat. Let's talk. So you already know what it is. When I got started there after a couple weeks, Vince wanted to show me what promo class was and it didn't go, it, it didn't go that well. And, uh, he asked for some notes and I gave my opinion and I said, let me take over and kind of do a lot of the acting exercises. I did in actual acting school with the wrestlers and let's see if that starts to have a little bit more of an impact. So let's go back to uh, acting class with Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, when we, when we were told we were having acting class with Freddie Prince Jr. Like, you know, a lot of times it's like, you know, when you have it with Vince McMahon, we had like promo class started with like me and like six other people. And it was, and with Vince as your teacher and you're like, Oh my God, you're like petrified. You're like, you have Vince as your teacher. And I'll never forget. Vince was like, Hey, everyone get a promo for next week. You're going to be cutting it in front of the class. You know, tell about your character, everything. Me, like, I like to go off the cuff sometimes. Like, sometimes, like, when I'm, I feel challenged or I feel like that, I don't want to write it all down. Like, I want to have bullet points in my head, but I don't want to write it all down. So, you know, a lot of people had their, their, their script. They were memorizing and all that stuff. And so Vince saved me for last. Like, five people went before me, and, and then all of a sudden I was called. And I'll never forget, I had this tea and I had this little tiny straw. And as I got up, I sipped on the straw, like, 
And I literally was like, now, now you guys have all talked. Now it's time for me to talk. And literally I ripped everyone apart. And then I even went and got in Vince's face and started cutting a promo on him. And, uh, and after that class, Oh, after that class, Vince like came up to me and was like, I knew you could finish it off with like strong. It was so good. You were so into it. Ah. And then the next week I cut a promo, almost the same promo. Uh, like I was outside the locker room because our, our head writer for raw was in that promo class as well. And he was like jotting stuff down, you know, as, as ammo for like the next week and what's to come and what, uh, these six people had about their character. Maybe we can drive something for the show. And Brian was like, you're going to cut that same promo, uh, on TV next week. And it was the one where I standing outside of the locker room and I cut a promo walking into the arena. And and some people said it was like my best promo that I've ever cut. And, uh, and so, yeah, like, so then when you came in, and I know what, what it's like to come in as a newbie, like you were, you were brand new. And a lot of times superstars, they're like, eh, this guy's going to teach me something. And eh, this guy's going to teach something. But if I can go in there and I can call you out on it and you can show me up, that will show everyone else. Hey, this guy, oh, this is something fun. This is something interesting. This is something exciting. This is, uh, he's going to teach us something. If I can like kind of relay that, cause at that time, I believe I was just champion or I was coming, becoming champion. Not yet. It was, it not was, yet. It, the Atlanta championship was about like four months after that, four or five months after. Okay. That. Yeah. So, so people knew me as a promo guy. So, and I've already done like, uh, acting classes before. Like I, I, as soon as I started with WWE, like even before I started with WWE, like as soon as I got on the real world, actually, and you're asking, this goes to where your question comes from. Like, where does that come from? Like, I don't know. I always look at, Okay. When I was in college, I saw on TV, you could try out for the real world. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try out for the real world because it was my favorite show. And back then, there wasn't that many reality shows out there. There was Survivor, Big Brother. But real world really captivated me because it was seven strangers. They lived in a house in some city like randomly. And you get and they always like kind of bickering and fighting and, and trying to learn. And I'm always like a sponge. So when I got when I tried out for the show, everyone was like, you're not going to make it. It's not going to 60,000 people try out. What's going to stand you out. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm still going to try out. So once I started making it, like there was like seven rounds, by the way, and they were asking everything and anything about you. Once I made it like past exactly. Once I made it past the third round, my friends were like, wait, I want to try out now. (laughs) I want to do it. And I was like, I don't know. I'm already in it, man. Like I'm, I'm going. And once I made it onto the show, like I'll never forget John Murray and Mary Alice Butum calling my name out to be one of the cast members of the real world. I was like, Oh my God, like my life is going to change. And it did because in college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had no idea. Like where, where I'm from in Parma, Ohio, you go to college, you go for business communications, like all these different things. Like acting was never one of those things. Like it's just not even in the cards. And so when I was there, I was in business classes. Like I I was failing out of my classes, but I was doing great in all the like, uh, Greek mythology and art history <laughs> and all these different things. Like I was Those are the paid, fun ones. So I was doing okay. Exactly. And so then uh, once I got on the real world, I remember coming off the real world and going back home to Parma and saying, all right, you have options. Do you want to go back to college or do you want to pursue something more than this? And I was never forget, like I've sold the story a million times, but it's, it's a true story. Like I was looking in the mirror and I was like, what do you want to do with your life? And I'll never forget, there was like a, a rock action figure that my castmates of the real world gave me on my shelf. And I looked at that and I said, I'm going to be a WWE superstar. So I went over to my computer, 
looked up on Google or Yahoo and, uh, and looked up uh, independent wrestling schools where I could learn. There was Ohio Valley Wrestling yeah. at the time, and there was UPW, Ultimate Pro Wrestling. And Ultimate Pro, Pro Wrestling was in California, like Los Angeles, and, UP, and OVW was in Louisville. And I was like, all right, I'm yeah, going to LA. Baby. So I moved to LA. I paid $2,500 to go to wrestling classes. And then every month, I believe it was like $400 for acting classes with a guy named Steven Anderson. Got into an acting class with him. And, uh, and then also I went to Improv Olympics as well as Groundlings to try to hone. Because I tried to find all the tools you could possibly have. Like wrestling is professional wrestling, the art of wrestling. Yes, it's in a ring. But it's also acting. It's also improv. It's also all these things. And by the way, while I was doing the real world and the challenges, making a name for myself, I was making shirts because I saw that, you know, merchandise in WWE was a big thing. And if I could sell merchandise, then maybe WWE would come knocking. It took like three years of that. And not only that, but then I also was to make money. I was doing the challenges and you didn't make a lot of money like off of doing the challenges unless you won. So I would go to colleges. Colleges would hire me because real world was so much like you know, what was so much like, you know, being in a college that colleges would hire me to do motivational yeah. speeches. And what does WWE do? You speak in front of large audiences. So I got to practice speaking in front of a large audience all the time. And so, you know, I had all these different things, but WWE didn't come, come calling. Like I tried out for tough enough. They didn't want me because uh, at the time you couldn't do two reality shows on the same network because MTV had yeah. tough enough. but then like three, like it took like three years and tough enough. I finally got a call and said, Hey, would you like to try out for tough enough? And I was like, I thought I wasn't allowed because it was on MTV. It's like, we're not on MTV anymore. It's going to be on SmackDown. And I go, Oh man, really? And they're like, yeah. So I was like, okay, yes, I'm, I'm in. So I had to try out in, 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 in Venice beach with 50 other people and I made it to the top eight. And then finally, uh, you know, I didn't win tough enough. But I learned a lot. I dedicated myself. I put my whole heart into it and everything I possibly could into it. And I impressed the exec so much that they gave me a developmental contract. And then I moved from L.A. to Atlanta, which uh, McDonough, if, if anything. And then I became the first Deep South heavyweight champion. I spoke to the, the comic Theo Vaughn once, and I said, I knew his story very well. I said, yo, man, you got a real similar story to The Miz. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, you both started on those MTV like road rules type shows and uh, and all their reality stuff. And you both had a dream. And when you got there, everyone in that industry wanted you to fail. And they even went out of their way to try and make sure you failed. But you were so driven and so self-motivated. You didn't even need them to work against you. But if they were going to cool, that's just more fuel for the fire. You were on Dancing with the Stars, two-time champion. Well, a lot of belts, but two-time WWE champion. A bazillion titles with Morrison. When you guys created the dirt sheet, I didn't even know about what a dirt sheet was. I thought you guys invented that term. Because <laughs> I knew no. nothing about the industry. But just if you could talk to me a little bit about the process you went through and how you stayed motivated. Maybe you don't know, but maybe we just talk about it and see what comes out because what you've done is truly unique. And I think it's good to not pat yourself on the back, but to put it out there so other people can kind of hear what it takes. You ask like, what is it? I, like, I don't know. I always look at like this, like, what do I want? What do I want? And I want, I wanted to be a WWE superstar. All right. What does it take to be a WWE superstar? What are the tools 
I will need to give me every possible like opportunity I can get. And so I took the tools of acting classes, improv classes, wrestling school, speaking in front of large audiences. I used uh, merchandise, everything I possibly can to knock on the door of WWE. Meanwhile, doing challenges to make a name for myself, having all my castmates from the real world who were so supportive, by the way, they didn't have to be like people sometimes get jealous. The people of the everyone on that real world show would wear my T-shirts, would always ask me That's to do so the Miz. Cool. Like they were so supportive. Like you don't get it that very often. Yeah. You really don't. That's why uh, I'm always so I, I'm loving of all my cast members that I've ever been on on the MTV because they always supported me. And to this day, they still support me. And, uh, you know, it's just it's nice. And so, yeah, like where does it come from? I don't know. Like my dad's very hardworking. My mom's very hardworking. Maybe it comes from there. But it's also like with acting, I love entertaining. Like I love like Dancing with the Stars wasn't like. When, when they asked me to do Dance with the Stars, it wasn't an easy, it wasn't an easy yes, absolutely. Most people would be like, oh, The Miz, he'll do it, absolutely. Like, I was yeah. petrified. Yeah. Like, I was going up against people, like, you, like, and, and, and Dance with the Stars is like this. People are like, weren't you mad that JoJo, you know, and, and Amanda Klutz and, and Cody Rigsby all, and, and Melora, they all had dancing backgrounds. Like, half your season had dancing backgrounds. It's like, you know, no, because that's what Dancing with the Stars is. You go in there. And you do the best you possibly can. And if you fall on your face, you know, sometimes, you know, people would really like it. People would really like it. It's you, a sink you know? or swim industry, so, man. It's, and, and the exactly. wrestling business is the same way. It's, you know, a lot of what you said, if you apply any goal to it, whether it be wrestling or not, that promo that you just cut is literally a diagram on how to get it. And you finished it with, I don't even know how I did it. But to key in on a few things you said, it goes back to that fearlessness. I remember right before Atlanta, Brian allowed me to be in a meeting where we were talking about you as champion with the powers that be. And Brian was making his pitch. And I said, you, I said, you guys, the dude is Johnny Utah. And Vince goes, who the fuck is that? And I was like, it's Johnny Utah, point break. And he goes, what? And I was like, oh my God, you've never seen a movie in your life. This is insane. I go, he's going to jump out of an airplane whether he has the parachute or not. Like he's fearless. He does not care. If he fails, he fails, but he's going to go out on his sword. I was like, the guy will literally try anything. And this was just post you guys killing it with those segments that shouldn't have worked where you and, and Morrison were basically you know, trashing whatever guys you were beefing with. And there's no way those segments should have worked. But the level of commitment that the two of you had to that, and especially you, who I still call the glue of that, that's, it's next level. It's like when you see Jim Carrey in a movie and you go, yeah, the movie's not good, but he's so money. Like, I don't even care. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. 
Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, you, you want to watch him. Like, no matter what. Like, some people, like, critically, like, criticize him. But, like, honestly, nah, I love Jim it, Carrey. I love everything he does. You'd always talk about Liar Liar and his commitment to uh to writing down and and messing yeah. with his hand like i'll never forget that like acting class believe it or not i was taking you notes, always my friend. Do. you said you're a sponge you said it you're a sponge man you have to be you have if you want to be in the entertainment industry you have to be a sponge and you have to be willing to like you said fail like i i you're you're right and and as much as you said like i was the glue of ms and morrison that's not true Tell me. morrison was morrison is such an out-of-the-box thinker like he would think of the most odd weird things that aren't supposed to work and then we would come together and make them work and it was just we were we had such great chemistry and he's so smart and able and willing and we both push each other to be the best we possibly can so we're both the glue in that there is no doubt in my mind on that like john pushes me to be the best superstar i could possibly be and he always has like even like even when we first started miz and morrison like nobody liked me i was poison like I was not, no one wanted to be around me because if you were attached to me and, and John said, I'll be attached to him. I remember we'll make something this, this out was of right it. when I started, man. And you guys literally, the two, and thank you for correcting me. The two of you, that, those segments that you guys did was the start of the snowball that you began to ride until it became like this avalanche and you became champion. And here's something that you said, even in the beginning, you said, if I can challenge your idea and make you look good, it helps everyone else. And I've said this a a lot. I go, nobody sells like Miz, except maybe Dolph, right? Like you sell more Mm -hmm. than anyone. And it takes me back to a match when you had the belt and they were going to put you in a match with Jerry Lawler. And there's no way There's no way that Jerry Lawler beats the Miz in a ladder match. There's no way he was, he was an old man. You're on your way into your prime. You had all the, all the heat, the WrestleMania, Atlanta, all the giant white letters. Awesome. Like all that. There's no way. And you sold so sick that when he's climbing the ladder, Every single person in that arena, even if just for a second, but I bet it was a lot longer, believed that Jerry was going to have this one last night. Under And granted, he sold like crazy to the two of you together. It was insane. But you've had an ability to do this and have a selflessness. And you've said a bunch of things that lead me to this kind of conclusion where you talk about appreciating casts that still support you. You You've always tried to be as as giving as you are receiving. You've always understood it's show business and which word is bigger. 
which I think most artists trip out on and they get too connected to their character and they forget about business. But you may not know how you do it, but this is how you do it. It's a fearlessness that you have. It's an ability to separate yourself from, from the business and kind of look at things logically, which I, in my 20s, could not do <laughs> at all and failed miserably and didn't figure that out to my 40s. But you've been able to do it on a massive scale, man. And now you have Ms. and Mrs. You guys are on again and win the spring. Yeah, we're at 2022. We're coming back with the third season. So yeah, you know, Ms. and Mrs. has been kind of my baby, man. Like I, I, when I first started Ms. and Mrs., I didn't, I didn't really like we, when they first pitched it to us, I was like, ah, I don't know, man. Like, you know, back in the day, I, I, I don't know if you've, you've ever had this, like you get, you get casted. Like, so, so you, I remember when you, when you, you would get cast as yeah. the pretty boy, like, you know, rom-con type of thing. But I imagine when you were there, you were like, wait, like, I want to do more hard hitting. I want to do more serious. I want to do more drama, but they won't cast me in that. So when I was on a reality show, like once you're in a reality show, like you're that guy, you're the reality sure. guy, like you're the reality guy. And it takes a lot to get that people stop thinking to you as a reality guy. But as time progressed, now it doesn't matter. You're it dead really on. doesn't. Like it doesn't like I will be a reality guy and still do movies and still host and still, you know, I'll do like some people were like, you know, dancing with the stars back when the day you couldn't do dance with the stars because it's like, oh, you know, you shouldn't do dancing with the stars. I'll take it back even further. But now go back even further. It used to be actors don't do commercials. And then Catherine Zeta Jones Mm -hmm. said, I don't give a damn what you say. And she did the first T-Mobile commercial and then the second one was dennis franz and his was a joke i don't throw commercials in a commercial and it opened that this business evolves so fast and i remember when i was coming up they would say oh you can't read that that's a tv pilot you're a film actor and i'm like what i didn't know what, what i was apparently i was like i thought i'm just an actor yeah. like, no tv actors don't do movies movie actors don't do tv and then glenn close did a movie where she was a lawyer on FX, I don't remember what it was. And then boom, the floodgates opened and every movie star was doing TV shows. And the same thing has happened with reality shows too, where everything is coming together. It's all show business and everyone's finally starting to let their egos go a little bit. Some people always hang on tight, but a majority of the people- Yeah, there are, there are, (laughs) trust me, there are people that hang on tight to that. But honestly, like I look at it as everything as an opportunity, like to, to just- I love entertaining. I love showcasing my family. Like I didn't know how much it Ms. and Mrs. would bring my family together. Like my dad loves flying out, seeing my daughters now more than ever because he got a first glimpse of like what we do on Ms. and Mrs. and how it's just, you know, live your life, dad. Like, because honestly, people are like, oh, is it fake? And I'm like, honestly, my dad's not that good of an actor. Like you can't tell him what to say. Like you can't give him a line. He just has to go. And just let them go, let them riff, because then it'll be completely entertaining and it'll be amazing. Like, I remember one time my dad had to get in the ring and say, Mike, I love you and I'm proud of you. Those were his only two lines. And literally he said it like a robot, like to his son, (laughs) to his son. Like, all you have to say is I love you and I'm proud. Now, my dad has never told me he's loved me in his entire life. So this is like the first time in a ring that he has to do that. Like in the ring as a WWE, like, you know, he comes in the ring, he goes, Mike. And his hands were like, I don't know what to do with my hands. It's like, hard. You know, you ever see like Ricky Bobby on Talladega Nights? It's like, hard. I don't know what to do with yeah. my hands. That was my dad. So my dad's like, I love you and I'm <laughs> proud of you. And I was like, oh my God, dad, could you be any more robotic about this? So my dad, you know, 
it's brought my entire family together. We love doing it. It's all about like our family. And honestly, our family's not about drama. It's, more it's about a comedy. lot about like, comedy. We, we, we love to make each other laugh. Yeah. We love to make each other laugh and have fun. And uh, I've just been really enjoying it. And I'm so thankful to have a third season. Uh, you know, now you can see Marjo and my relationship, which is really real. Like, honestly, we're, we're, we bicker all the time, but there's just a, a, a genuine amount of love. You can see the love between you. And to get that from an in-law is uh, unique and special. And I'll leave it at that. Um, but back to Ms. and Mrs. When you guys started this show, like you said, there has to be some some fear on how this business so quickly stereotypes you, right? Like the, I just did a movie on Netflix. Yep. Shocker. It's a romantic comedy. Um, that's, that's what they like me to do. And that's what, you know, they like me to, or that's what people like to see me do. And if I want to do something else, I have to write that for myself. Um, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Right? So again, it goes back to saying, yo, I'm not afraid of this. I'm going into this. And now like I've seen enough episodes that I've done the paperwork and I've submitted you for sainthood. Uh, St. Michael was taken already, but St. Miz was not. Um, the level of patience that you have, whether it's on camera or not, is, you know, you have kids, you have a crazy dad. I have a crazy mother um, who literally punched out my sixth grade teacher in front of the class. Like, wouldn't have, like, she's insane and you can't deal with her. And if I ever put her on camera, she would kill me. Like, she's just, she's that kind. But I couldn't do what you guys do every week. But like you said, it's not about drama. That show is all comedy all the time. I love that you've brought your real friends from the wrestling business in there. I love to see that interaction. And these shows bring mainstream eyeballs to professional wrestling and have helped it so much. I still think to this day that Total Bellas help build the foundation that women's wrestling is on today that all these girls were getting 20 minute matches sometimes well not lately but for a while we're getting 20 minute matches all of a sudden when those e ratings started coming out and total divas was doing numbers all of a sudden we started seeing the girls on that show back in these matches I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Mainstream eyes seeing what wrestling is and finding a personality they can connect with is so important. I want to close on this, and it's directly connected to professional wrestling and what's going on right now. Uh, When I worked there, one of the nicest human beings, one of the kindest men, and one of the people that I was so happy for when he found a wife and children was Edge. Why you got beef with my guy, dude? I I love Edge. Um, I I love Edge. Why you got a problem with Edge, man? There's no denying Edge's talent. Edge is one of the most decorated superstars in, in, in WWE history. And if you know anything about me, I'm all about respect. And, uh, and no matter how hard I try, no matter how what I do, it always feels like I'm overridden. Like everyone just you know puts me aside. And to take out and beat a person like Edge, a superstar like Edge, who is decorated, who is respected... If you beat him, then they can't help but respect you. The fans, uh, you know, critics, um, everyone, like everyone's always like, yeah, Miz, he's great on the mic, but his matches are just, you know, they're, they're just, they're Whoa, just who says that? And who so says that? I don't, uh, I read them a lot. Trust me. Maybe not you, but you know, you, you read, you, you read into things a lot. And so all you want is respect. And when all you want is respect, you want people to cheer you, to, to, to pat you on the back to, you know, cause when you've, you've heard you suck for 16 <laughs> years, you know, you just want, you just want, you know, people to be like, you know, maybe he doesn't suck. Maybe he is really good. Maybe he deserves our respects. Maybe he does deserve a bigger cheer and a bigger chant than edge because edge comes back, you know, every other month and he gets this big return. And then there's the Miz who doesn't get this big Look, return. Yep. So, you know, that, that's what I look at. Like the first time I ever, I, I didn't first time ever, like I was, even when I was injured, I was in a wheelchair for the, for the two months I was injured. You know what I mean? Like I was still on TV each and every time. And so when I made a comeback, I was like, oh man, I made the comeback. Here we go. Let's go. And I was like, yeah, you're, I, I, I don't really have one. Edge is getting the comeback this week. I'm like, wait, I'm ready to go. Like, screw it. I'll just interrupt edge. That's what I'm going to do. And that's what I did. And now here we go. I beat edge. I feel like I'll get the new year's day. You're going to put it on him. Yeah. I mean, new year's day. I mean, there's what better way to start 2022 than beating, uh, one of the most highly decorated superstars in WWE history. You have my respect. And just so you know, they hate you because you literally have everything (laughs) you have. And a very well, punchable yeah, face. Because good looking dudes, they want to punch in the face, man. Get used to that. I had to go through that <laughs> before I got old. <laughs> and one day you'll be old right. too. Listen, brother, thank you so much for being on, on the podcast. I appreciate you. It's so good to see you. I, it's, I'm not saying I'm proud of you because that's almost disrespectful. I'm just impressed by you and all the choices that you've made with your career and getting to sit back and kind of watch as a fan and not connected anymore. It's just impressive every step of the way. 
You literally go all in on every single frigging thing you do. It is a shining example for other creative people out there, whether you're a wrestler, a writer, a sculptor, a video game streamer, I don't care what you do. You're a shining example of, of showing the type of dedication and fearlessness necessary to succeed in, in, in business, man, in show business, in entertainment, which is something you love. So thank you, brother. Well, thank you very much for having me. And it's, it's always an honor. Uh, honestly, like uh, I'll never forget, you know, promo classes, acting classes with you. They were always a blast. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that, you know, we're able to get on this podcast and actually have a conversation because I feel like I don't I talk know, to you man, but. Anymore. You guys work more than stand-up comics. It's hard enough having friends that are comedians. You That's guys true. work more than them. So it's it's tough, brother. But just it's know, true. man, big love and big respect, and I appreciate you, brother. This has been a production of iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tengo diabetes. Yo, asma. Estamos en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. 19 años o más con afecciones crónicas como asma, diabetes, EPOC o enfermedad cardíaca o tienes 65 años o más, estás en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Aunque te hayas vacunado previamente con otras vacunas contra la neumonía, Prevnar 20 puede ayudar a proveer protección adicional. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones de 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocócica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Los adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. Los efectos secundarios incluyen dolor e hinchazón en el área de la inyección, fatiga, dolor de cabeza, dolor muscular y en las coyunturas. Para obtener la información para la prescripción completa, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita prevnal20enespañol.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.